When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Y'all got your drink, fellas. Got my drink. It was like, ooh, Al's lips look so good. I got good everything. Trust what me. else you got good, Al? <laughs> Take a look at that picture, I think. Ooh. I just figured I'd get the girls a little preview <laughs> of the spring summer collection, a.k.a. Okay. my body. It is TGIF. This is what y'all came for, right? Y'all came for this. Hey everybody, it's your girl Claudia Jordan, and uh, we are back with another episode of TGIF with two of the most entertaining and insightful men in the industry. We're here to break down all the tea and break down all the hot topics that's trending on social media and in, uh, you know, in the news. So please welcome multimedia personality Funky Dineva with the glow today. Hey, glow. Hey, Claudia, girl. We're going to get into your glow while you're so happy today in just a moment. And please welcome brand strategist Al Reynolds. Hey, Al. Uh, What's up, Claudia? How you doing? I'm good. What's going on with you? I'm good. I'm good. Hey, I'm on day three of no meat, no pasta, no nothing, just fruits and vegetables and water. Oh, you hungry. You You know what? I thought I would be, but... I think when you get past day three, something happens where you just kind of just, you get over the hump. You're not. I'm not. You're not hungry? I'm not hungry. You know, after a while, well, after a few days, your stomach kind of feels like it shrinks a little bit. Like, it takes less to get me full. Okay. We'll see what happens. I'll let you know in a week what's going on. I think it's because you're happy. You know those diets like that that make your tussy cat stink. <laughs> no, you for real. I, if you if you Google Google keto crotch, Google keto crotch right now. If you're out there, it, it is a real oh thing. Google keto crotch. I'm not on a keto diet though. I'm just Keto's saying, but no, but the, I know you're not on keto. But the thing is, when you take all the things out your diet like that, and you just eat one thing. It'll make your pussy cat stink. Well, also, if you have a lot of fruit, it makes it sweeter too. And uh, judging by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say mine's yeah. sweeter lately. I'm just gonna go ahead and say that. Yeah. Now, wasn't, wasn't that wasn't that uh, Dr. Jackie that shared on Mar- Married with Medicine that if you eat pineapples, if you eat, she was telling one of our clients that if she eat pineapples, it makes you know for a more pleasurable oral experience for the for the for her husband. It, it works on men and women. It does, because I was dating this roster one time, and all he ate was <laughs> oh, and, 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 and needless to say, he did something disrespectful, but um, I I noticed the difference. Oh, okay. okay. Well, speaking of it working on men and women, I heard you had a threesome last night. Care to share? Who, who told you my business? Al. Really, Claudia, this is what we're doing. <laughs> Do you want to build somebody down the river in an RV? <laughs> How did I find world? out? How did I find out? Don't, listen, they think it's just... A little birdie? Can you set a birdie? <laughs> no, because they stay coming for me saying, I tell all the business that I'm, it ain't just me. It's all of us. We all messy. All three of us are messy. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, whatever. I was at the bar last night and 
a lot of liquor was involved and an oh, opportunity presented itself and I live right up the street and at six o'clock in the morning I was changing my sheets and that's all I'm gonna say on that. We had fun though. Can we ask who was the we? Not by names, just you know. Me, me a guy and a girl. Mmm. What did you do with that girl? None of your business. <laughs> we know you ain't play with that Tootsie Cat. None, none, none of your business. <laughs> so, 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 uh, are you turned on? So you're you're still turned on by women? Like you, you still did you hit? No. Oh my God, y'all, you're so vulnerable. Um. <laughs> Oh, let me get comfortable. Hold on. Let me get comfortable. Did you? Did you hit? All right. Did you hit? Listen, 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 listen. I'm very fluid sexually. All righty. I um, love sex with both. But when we're done, the woman's got to get up and leave. Like, I don't and can't be to a woman what society says a man to be to a woman. But I enjoy sex with women as well. And mm. so, yes, we took turns. We all did everything. We all did everything. Everything? Every, everything. Okay, we're going to leave that right here. <laughs> you know, I'm curious I am now. so fast. This is so fascinating to me. Get out of my business. We're supposed to be spilling other people's tea, not mine. Go on to the next thing. You right? need to know everything. Like, what does everything mean? Right. I'm going to save some for my memoir. You put it everywhere. No, this is all I want to know. You said everybody did everything. This is the only question. Can y'all start this doggone show and get out my bedroom? (laughs) (laughs) Get him, Al. Come on, Al. This is what I want to know. So, did she strap on and did you? Huh? No. Oh, okay. So, okay. All right. Start the show. All right. Bye. I don't want to go from strap-on to the story because people don't think I'm being shady. <laughs> Kanye West. Oh, perfect. <laughs> the rapper hosted another listening party for his album Donda last night in Chicago, and it was filled with many surprises. Now, here's a recap. First, he re- rebuilt his childhood home for the event. Then he switched out Jay-Z's verse with the babies. He brought up singer and songwriter Marilyn Manson and recreated his wedding with Kim Kardashian as she walked out across the stage wearing a long white gown and a veil that covered her face. And this show ended with him setting himself on fire. So much to unpack here. What are your thoughts on Kanye's uh, antics, his show, his listening party? And do you think they're back together, Kim and Kanye? So I definitely don't think they're back together. Um, I think that they both understand there's still value in them interacting with one another. But I think Kanye is genius. You know, music ain't selling these days. And so I think that Kanye is truly revolutionizing how we approach music and entertainment. And you just watch and see after this, other artists follow suit. I like it. Al, what do you think? I, I can't agree with that. I, I, I refuse to buy into that that philosophy. Uh, this is an embarrassment to me, um, a person who, who really liked him and rocked with him because of his music. Kanye, to me right now, is just a walking contradiction. How do you go less than a year ago creating an album called Jesus Christ and, and having these Sunday services to then having a listening party with the likes of a known rapist. He's got 
four cases, Marilyn Manson, who's also a confessed a satanic worshiper, and the baby, a homophobic, you know, uh, person who who demonstrated a great deal of hate towards a, a certain you know group. I, I just this whole thing just really frustrated me because. When are we going to see the real Kanye, or is there a real Kanye? One minute you're praising the Lord and you're saying you're Christian. What you did Thursday night didn't have any sense of Christian to it. To me, it was a disrespect. It was uh, a mockery of religion. It was a mockery of marriage. It was a mockery of family. I just, it just did not settle well with me. And then from what I understand, the performance was lackluster. And it was just all about him gaining talk, getting talk, getting coverage, getting likes, getting clicks, and getting views. I'm finding it quite deployable in my personal opinion. I just didn't like it. I don't like it. Sorry. I have to agree with you, Al. I think he's you doing anything for the attention now. First, he was on television with George Bush saying, I'm right. sorry, on, on television talking about George Bush doesn't like black people. Then he went and held up on a white supremacist and he was down with Trump. Yes. I think he does, He goes with the win on whatever's going to get him attention. And yes. I think we're getting away from, who is this person now? Right. I, I want to take my statements back. because <laughs> now, now I feel stupid because I, you know, I just didn't even make that connection with Marilyn Manson. And mm -hmm. I was confused. I, I, I thought when Claudia read the introduction, she was saying he swapped out the baby's verse for Jay-Z. I didn't know it was the no. other way around. Okay. No, I was no. just saying that I thought it was cool because he's doing these whole listening events and he rebuilt his childhood home and the whole Kim Kardashian piece. That's the piece I was saying that was fun. But now that you've explained what you just said, I, I'm in agreement with you and Claudia. Some well, people saying say that Jay-Z pulled out, that Jay-Z pulled his verse when, when Kim was involved. That's what there's some chatter about that. I'm not sure if that's true or not. But there's been talk that it was Jay-Z that pulled his verse out. Right. I can see, you know, Jay-Z and Beyonce have, have done a great job of keeping their brand very even, very uh, you know, positive and just this back and forth and this this flailing that he's doing. I can see if Jay Z decide that this isn't a good collaboration for him anymore. I just and then all this marketing, like because the Balenciaga is the creative director, she's wearing a Balenciaga gown from the last fashion show. He's wearing Balenciaga and they're promoting it. It's just like no, it's too much. This is a freaking disgrace to me. To for as it relates to someone who's so talented. He's so talented, and now we're caught up in all of this other stuff. It's just, it just doesn't feel right. It's giving very weird and, and ritual, someone said in the comments, very ritualistic, very mm -hmm. selling of the soul. Yes, it, yes. It's very. It's, it's mental illness personified. I mean, I, agree. I, I think that there are 13 people in Kanye's head, and there's 13 things going on on that stage. Right, right. Yeah. And then, you know, and he catches his cell phone fire. He's supposed to be a born-again Christian. Catching your cell phone fire is in that whole play with hell. Mm -mm, I pass. He's going down a road that, I, that I'm that i sure is going to reward him financially because allegedly they made $12.7 million so far with this tour, right, with these listening parts. But I'm not going to sell my soul like that for no one. Well, speaking of uh, going down, Monica Lewinsky is set to reveal more juicy details about the scandalous sexual escapade between her and former president. <laughs> you are all one tonight. Uh oh, we are. I took my brain pills. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> so, Monica Lewinsky is currently the producer of FX upcoming oh, no. series, Impeachment American Crime Story. 
and she urged show writers to include a scene reenacting the moment she flashed her silver thong at the then president during their Oval Office affair in the 90s. Now, she claims that Clinton had a thing for her thong and she wants the world to know about it. What do you think about Monica still trying to profit off of this scandal? You are famous for giving head and getting baby batter on your dress. You're not embarrassed. <laughs> Did you say baby batter? Baby batter on her dress. <laughs> Pancake mix on her dress. That's what you're famous for. Still. You know who I feel bad for in this situation? For some reason, I feel bad for Hillary Clinton, right? Because it's like you go through the embarrassment when it happened. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you get past it. And, and, and we're like, what, 20, 30 years past it at this point. How many years? And then now to have to relive this thing. And y'all know that FX Ryan Murphy stuff over there, that stuff starts trending and people going to want to know and dredge it back up. And it's just going to create a whole new generation of people who didn't even know anything about it. I feel bad for Bill, too. Bill say he made a mistake. <laughs> you know, he... <laughs> And Bill made a real bad mistake because Monica wasn't no bad B back in the day. She no. was bad body and shaped like a weevil wobble. You know what I'm saying? But then again, Hillary Clinton was looking like a whole lesbian in the kitten heel. So that's probably why he went over there and, and, and played with that um, young spokesperson for Jenny Craig. Nevertheless, you know, this, y'all talking about leave Bill Cosby alone. Leave Bill Clinton alone. He's a good man, Savannah. A good man. <laughs> Did y'all see that documentary on Hillary Clinton's life? She actually, she actually was kind of cute back in the day. She was kind of fly back in the day. Yeah, she, she was, was way ahead of her time. She, you know, later on when women get in their, you know, upper age, they usually cut the hair and they get very pansy. Women get in politics. Do they have to wear them lesbian suits from learning? Yeah, I, think, yes. I think it's a, yeah. I think it's a weather yeah. rain. I think so. Yes. They yeah, can't. They, they, and the Saint, the Saint John knit jackets. They, they don't have a political skirt or uh, no. political sundress. No. Well, according, no. according to um, what is it? Uh, the focus groups. Uh, they are taken less serious if they present an address. Uh, well, what the really focus group said about. What the focus group said about the kitten heels, honey. <laughs> Hillary wears me out. <laughs> so, Claudia, you, know, you know what I wanted to say about Monica Lewinsky? Uh-huh. Like, come on, like, honestly, let's really let's really break this down. Monica Lewinsky has been in global news, global news, not just U.S., but global news for 30 years around the same story. I just want this woman to pivot. And I'm hoping because she's decided to put this thong into this this uh, recreation of, of American crime story, maybe she needs to create a thong line. Like, like do something. You tried books, the books didn't work. But for 30 years, you've had a global platform. But you know what we could have done if we've had a global platform for 30 years? Maybe she should think about doing a thong line. We don't want no whole panties from her. <laughs> you know, here's the thing with Monica Lewinsky. You can't have it both ways. Listen here, bitch. You went on, on all kinds of interviews crying about how traumatic it was for you. Bitch, was it traumatic or was it not? Because yeah. if it's right. traumatic, you don't keep making, drawing attention to it. Right. I've talked about things that have happened to me in my past. I say it when it's in context, but I'm not trying to campaign on it. One day you're sad about it and it's, it's just so horrible. I was such a victim. 
I think now you making yourself look like you were so down to suck that thing under the off the desk of the president in the Oval Office, and you got a little cloud out of it. It didn't go like you wanted, and now you're trying to re- bring it back up for another check. The Does way Jenny we Craig see- not pay enough money? Is that why you coming back? I've had enough of Monica Lewinsky, and again, like what Al said. You are just rubbing this into the face of Hillary Clinton. She done lost the election. She done lost her husband to you for a little while. And now they got to stay together for the sake of politics. Bitch, go sit down somewhere with your little nasty mouth and your dirty ass clothes. But come on it. Like, it's enough. Claudia's brain pills are all working. I'm back. Hey, we got to take a work in tonight. Okay. We got to take. We gotta go to commercial. We, you know what? I'm even gonna go to commercial before y'all tell me we have to go to commercial. We gonna go to commercial, and we'll be back with more. <laughs> Welcome back to TGIF. I'm your girl Claudia Jordan, joined by Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva. Shout out to the chat. They are having. They are enjoying our show tonight. So I'll read some of the comments later on. Give us some thumbs up and some fire if the show is in fact on fire and you're enjoying the show tonight. Okay. Speaking of being burnt out and um, looking like shit, Donald Trump Jr. Well, that really didn't have any relation, but I just feel like saying that anyways. Donald (laughs) Trump Jr. is getting dragged on Twitter after posting an image of an emotional Joe Biden from yesterday's press conference with the caption, this is what weakness looks like. One Twitter uh, 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 user wrote, this is what cocaine addiction looks like. (laughs) Another Another tweeter wrote, weakness is what your cellmates on your block will witness while passing you around for pleasure. (laughs) Um, Two things. What are your thoughts on on Donald Trump's constant need to try to clout chase anytime something comes up where he can be negative? And do you think it makes a leader look weak for showing empathy after we lost 13 U.S. troops? Thoughts? You know, and I feel like Joe Biden is a compassionate human being. It, he just his body just oozes of it. He has class. He has condor. He has decorum, um, which the Trumps in that entire family just don't have. And in addition to what they don't have, uh, the Biden Joe Biden is also just presidential. Like it's just glad to have. I'm just glad to have someone back in the office that's presidential. In, in my opinion, and and the Trumps, you know, I, I really. Don't have no no nothing positive to say about him and and nothing positive to say about his comments. I mean, I just think we're out of we're over you. Move on. They wish they could be as presidential. They wish that they could be as compassionate. And that's just how I feel about it. What do you think? Uh, what I think is, first of all, someone needs to give Don Jr. a history lesson. So Don Jr., we used to know each other. We worked together on Celebrity Apprentice. He was all in my face when he was having an affair with a girl from. Um, um, what was it? The, what was the group? The group? You know the group. Uh, Danity Kane. Y- y'all can look that up, okay? Oh, anyways, uh, yeah, that was, they, were, they were signed to uh, Puffy's, Puffy's label. Yeah, well, he was having an affair on his wife with her when we were doing the show, and she told everybody in production about it. So that's some TPR right there. Second yeah. of all, Don, Don Jr., um, your father signed the deal to, to end the war in Iraq, to send the troops home in May, and then Joe Biden pushed it out. Has it been a mess? Yes, it has been a mess. I don't think it would have been smooth no matter when you did it. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, we got the troops home. We're getting the troops home after 20 years of being in a war that we don't need to be in, right? We, trillions right. of dollars, lives lost, over 2,000 servicemen lost. Like, it was never going to happen. It was never going to be smooth. That's why every president kind of kicked the can down the road. 
So yes, it is a mess. And in a year from now, people will be talking about, wow, we evacuated over 100,000 people in, in, in a month, okay? Mm -hmm. Second of all, Don Jr., your father lost. Get the F over it. Over it's it. Like right. y'all are hanging on to this thing. Like I've never right. seen a more uh, just a family of sore losers. Emphasis on the losers y'all lost. So you keep jumping on every little thing you can kind of critique. Yo, let's talk about your daddy. Your daddy screwed a porn star raw dog while, your, while his wife was pregnant. We can just go down that list. So please shut up. Just sit back and have some grace for once in your life. Do another line, <laughs> take some more vodka, and just stay off Twitter. <laughs> and, you know, okay. I was going to say what weakness looks like is your father not showing up to the inauguration to pass the torch to the next president. Boom. That is what weakness looks like. And you know what bothers me about them? If I had that much money, I just wouldn't care about anything. I literally just wouldn't care. Like, I yeah. would just be jet-setting across the world, laying on my 8,003 account Egyptian sheets, being fed grapes, and drinking wine. Like, why are they so vested? And they literally have this super-duper, upper-echelon, luxurious, wealthy life. Well, it's because it's not, it's a credit life. It's a wealthy credit life. They owe so many people money that they, they have to fight for nothing but power. There's nothing else that they can lay their hat on. They don't have real wealth. So they have to fight for power in order to get a presence, right? So that's how I feel about them. I mean, in fact, we're spending too much time on the Trumps. We need to move on from these clowns. Well, let's move on. Shakari Richardson is back in the media once again, but this time it's for liking inappropriate tweets about Jamaicans. Okay, the tweet reads, not y'all Jamaicans still talking shit when y'all got to walk barefoot to your coconut stand every day for a living. She got caught liking the tweet. So it looks like a Jamaican sports uh, fan page responded to Shakari by posting a throwback image reenacting the race with black female runners emojis and then Jamaican flags. And you can see uh, Jamaica is first and America is last. Shade, baby. That's how I like it. That, that, that was a nice, nasty read. That was That's a good old nice, read. nasty. So, what do you know, What do you think? Here's the thing, right? And and I and I did a YouTube video about this. Y'all can check it out. Y'all excused away the weed, okay? Y'all excused away the right. weed. Then y'all wanted to make every excuse for her with the interview. Let her talk her stuff. Y'all don't complain. Y'all don't complain. I'm curious to know what's the excuse y'all are going to make now for this. Shikari needs to be checked, okay? That's right. And miss me with the the mama is dead and the daddy is dead. She is not the first and will not be the last to lose parents at an early age. It's no license for you to conduct yourself this way. And I'm, I'm sorry, I've never been a college athlete, but what happened to um, these kids having like a parent-child relationship with these coaches and they could get in their ass and make them behave? Like, where is her tribe? I think the things so, that make Shikari great are the things that make her not so great as far as the media. She's raw and she's just blurt stuff out. She's just like emotional. And when you're ruled like by a, emotions, when you're ruled by emotions. Stuff. Well, you, you know, this is to, just to share with you, you know, just some little insider information. I think what happened here with Shikari is um we gave her a pass and it felt like everybody was supporting her. 
Um, if we really examine Shikari and her experience and her background, mm -hmm. we know that Shikari has not been, <laughs> she's been like this all her life. Uh, she, you know, if you listen to the stories of her track mates at LSU, I think I remember there, they said that she was, she wasn't the easiest person to get along with. She didn't come to practice. You know, she smoked a lot, but she was a good athlete. Right. And so I just feel like she's just living and walking in her truth. And now that she's on this main stage of fame, uh, worldwide fame, we're now getting a, a front seat to who she really is, and we don't like it. I think for Shikari, let me just say, continue to be a great athlete, sweetheart, but this is what you got to worry about now that you're on a big stage. You have a sponsorship that is now on the line because Nike, the brand, does not associate coming in last. And when Nike, the brand, steps away from you, that's a huge hit, sweetheart. You need to stay off of social media if you're not going to change your ways on social media. And you need to focus on running so that you can prove everybody wrong. And I was one of the people defending her because I felt some kind of sympathy for her. You know, I, I'm looking at the comments. People like, she's just ghetto. She's unrefined. And, you know, you hear it. You're like, you try to be like, okay, but there's a story behind that. You know, and I'm, I'll, I'll tell you what right now. I'm a fan of the underdog, but she, at this point, I got to say it. She's, she's ruining her, she's ruining her, her, her fan base, her likability right. yep. and her, her ability to get more sponsors and Shikari girl, you, you can be up there, but you got to put down the weed and listen to your coaches. And you have to listen to, sometimes you might agree with a tweet that's shady about you. And we all get shaded all the time, but you don't have to say something to everything because people right. are watching you now. You're not used to it, but people are watching you. All right. Speaking of interpreting it all different type of ways, right? That's right. Now everybody's got an opinion about everything that you do. Well, speaking of being young, R. Kelly been in the news every day, and it's our it's our job to report it. Reports are circulating that R. Kelly's publishing catalog is for sale due to his financial hardships. Now, the public uh, the publishing catalog reportedly includes numerous top ten hits as well as songs done for other artists, such as Aaliyah and Michael Jackson. While R. Kelly's publishing catalog may be for sale, uh, the exact value remains unclear. We don't know. They say it could be worth up to $21 million, but considering R. Kelly's downfall, it could sell for much less. Now they're talking about $8.4 million and maybe up to $10.5 million. What are your thoughts on this story? And have y'all heard some of the details coming out of the trial? Feces on the face. Them details and them John Doe's and Jane Doe's is spilling all the business. Look, don't nobody want that mess. Don't nobody want that mess. The, 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 the person, people, or group that have that type of money to buy it are going to be notable and probably very public, and it's a PR nightmare. Like, nobody nobody wants to be associated with the person who swooped, swooped in and saved R. Kelly financially for him to fight charges of doodling on people and peeing on people. Don't nobody want that. Now, quiet as a scalp, I'm surprised Diddy asked him by it says Diddy love keeping people publishing and royalties, but that Diddy ain't in this story and I ain't finna make him a part of it. But don't nobody want that. <laughs> <laughs> and give Pam her publishing from Total Diddy so she don't gotta be doing reality TV on BET. <laughs> you know, I think I think we we talked about this on the last show when we talked about that lady karma. Karma is a mother 
Scudder, okay? We're talking about 30 years of a man being a rapist, a sex trafficker, a kidnapper, uh, a pedophile. I mean, karma is a mug. And I would argue, I don't know where we got those 21 million. Those are way, way low numbers for what his catalog would sell for if he didn't have all of this. I, I, I just feel like at this point, R. Kelly, and y'all saw he passed out in court the other day. Did y'all see that? He okay. passed out in court the other day because of all of the testimony. He passed out. There's pictures all over the internet of him passing out. I feel like at this point, R. Kelly should just do a plea and stop arguing for an innocent plea. I think he needs to just take a plea deal, cut all this spending out. We found out he his, his catalog is only worth a million six every year. He just doesn't have the money anymore. Wow. Well... It's a wrap for him, I guess. I mean, no, who's going to buy it? You got all your business on the front street. The more details coming, I'm like, it's so gross. Like, it is. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and um, we'll be back with more TGIF. You, I think you just gave Diddy a good idea, Q. <laughs> oh, my gosh, if he does that. Oh, no. We'll be right back. Welcome back to TGIF. I'm Claudia. I'm joined by Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva. We're having a good time tonight. Y'all have a good time tonight? <laughs> I have a, a good time. I'm feeling good. I feel the spirit. Don't <laughs> <laughs> leave you alone about what happened last night. If they didn't watch the beginning of the show, they missed it. They missed it. <laughs> Still got... Okay. Shut up, Amy. Come for him, Claudia. Jeez, let him have it. For oh, well, after I get this commercial so we can keep getting our checks so we can go boating with the people. Okay. All right. Cool. Did y'all know that uh, average American has 97 points they could add to their credit score, but no idea how to get them? Well, the data scientists at Scoremaster, they figured it out and they cracked the code. Now, adding 97 points to your credit score is like found money. It means fast loan approvals, huge discounts, and low interest rates on everything from buying or refinancing a home to leasing a car to applying for a credit card. Now, how fast is ScoreMaster? Well, one member raised his credit score 33 points in just five days and another 43 points in just a couple of weeks. Uh, ScoreMaster is easy and it takes about a minute to get started. Now, if you hurry, you can try ScoreMaster for free. That's right. Try ScoreMaster for free and see how many points you can add to your credit score. Go to scoremaster.com slash T. That's scoremaster.com slash T. Once again, scoremaster.com slash T and check them out. Al, you said you got to use it, right? I did, actually. So I signed up for ScoreMaster. I've been uh, a member now for about three weeks. They got that foreclosure off of there? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't never had a foreclosure. I've had a lot, but I've never had a foreclosure, praise the Lord. Uh, but I will tell you this. I, 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 I'm really enjoying it. Uh, it gives you alerts on things that you can do. It also gives you notifications on how to ask um, how to send letters and dispute different uh, negative things on your credit report. Okay. Um, I'm, and I'm, I'm enjoying the follow-up. They give you a result, and, and the result also comes in the mail. So, so far, so good. Like, I'm, I, I haven't checked in the last seven days okay. if my credit went up or not, but I'm really enjoying the process. I'm going to try it too. My friend said got a lot of points like real quick. So we all going right. to get it. I'm trying to get to 800. All right, y'all. Uh, more news. Let's get back to it. Jamel Hill has been catching up on season five of the Real Housewives of Potomac. 
And she shared her thoughts about the fight between Monique Samuels and Candace Dillard. Now she tweeted, clearly grown women fighting is a terrible look, but it is blame on both sides. Candace is always telling people she's about that action. And then you get that action you ask for. So part of me thinks the real emotional trauma is losing the fight. Check how Candace responded to Jamel's tweet. Message you on IG, since you're too chicken shit to have your Twitter damn on. Oh, do you agree with Jamel's tweet? Sorry. And is, is Candace about that life? Absolutely not. And you know, it, it you can't even take Candace serious at this point. And I think that just I think that Jamel is witnessing what a lot of us saw. You know, you were so traumatized and had to put sticky notes. The girl was literally putting sticky notes on the mirror saying, You're okay, you're okay. Now, if you check out this season, Monique is not even on the show and she's magically fixed. Like she, no more trauma, no more therapy, no more sticky notes. I agree with Jamel. You wrote a check, your ass couldn't cash, and you were embarrassed. That was the trauma. And the funny thing about it is you still at it. Like you still, that spicy old mouth. Your mouth sometimes can write a check. And, 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 and what people got to understand is fighting is bad, fighting is wrong. Monique should have never put her hands on her. But there is a subset of people out there that they wasn't raised the same way some of us was raised. And that's the only language they speak. And you got to be careful running off at the mouth. Everybody don't take kindly to that. I just have one question in this particular case. Like, is it just me? I'm so confused why one of the most prominent sportscasters or just also journalists, she's a she's a certified journalist is always associated with some mess. That woman stay in some mess on Instagram. I'm just, it just seems to me that that kind of dilutes where I hold her in as far as standard in my head. Like, I just, I just don't, I don't get it. I feel like for some reason, it's starting to make me feel like she's like attention hungry, like she's doing it for clickbaits or something. I don't know. I just feel like she's way above the fray in this. And I, I just don't understand why she's always into mess. Because she's like us. We comment on things that we see trending and we're not above any of that. We're, we're all just people that are entertained, like she's catching up on the show. So I think she comments and, you know, her job is to give her opinion on things. And I think she's like, you know what? I'm not just going to comment on sports. But and she think, is a, she's involved in stuff, but I don't think she's a, I, I, That's what I like about Jamel Hill. I like the fact that she's not your standard cookie cut out news personality that you know mm-hmm. absolutely nothing about. I like that she's cookout friendly. I like that. Okay, oh, wow, she eats Lucky Charms. She eats Snicker bars. She listens to Drake. She watches The Real Housewives. Like, I like that about her. Mm. Me too. All right, moving on. We got some history, you guys. Some history in the making. It's been reported that JoJo Siwa will be making history as the first Dancing with the Stars contestant to compete with same-sex partner. But it seems like reality star Safari thinks otherwise. He stated, wow, so this is considered history? I'm really laughing at this. They are not teaching this in no history class in 20 years. This ain't no history. Do y'all agree with Safari? You know, oddly enough, when I when this story came across and I clicked the headline and it said same sex, you know, I was re- I was ready to pop because I was like, oh, Lord, he don't say something silly. Um, but I, I, I actually dig the sentiment. You know what I'm saying? Like, granted, whatever she's doing, she is the first. But 
calling it history is kind of a hollow award, in my opinion. Safari's absolutely right. Ain't nobody gonna be sitting nowhere talking about in in 2021, Jojo Siwa from Disney was the first person on television dancing with the stars, dancing with a woman. Like, yeah. So I, I, I think I, you I, I, come on now. Like we're being ridiculous right now. I don't think they meant history like that. It is history for television for that show. That show's been going on for over ten years. So th- that is history for that show. So let's not pretend like it's not history for that show. My question in this particular case is why, once again, why is Little Bootsy and Safari always preoccupied with what gay people are doing and gay drama? I'm just not getting it. Is it because that's what's trending and because it's trending? You want to put your your put a statement in so that maybe you can get some coverage. I'm just confused. I don't understand. They, I mean, he did it with Little Nas uh, X. He he's doing it with this. Like, I'm just confused. I'm just confused why he's even commenting about stuff like this. And why is he so interested in gay stuff? I agree with them. It's really not that big of an effing deal. We see gay, lesbian, non-binary, non-gender identifying. We see everything. We're at a point now. It's not going to be like. Oh my God! Can you believe it's two women? It's 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 normal now, and and, and I'm glad and I'm glad we're at a place where it's normal. That's actually what we all wanted, right? And I think we need to get to a point where we stop treating it like a novelty. If ever yeah. it's going to be just a general part of whatever it is that's going on, then market it as such. All they had to say was JoJo Siwa was going to be on Dancing with the Stars, and it left it at that. Hmm. I, I agree. All right. We are going to take a quick break and we'll be back with more TGIF after this. Welcome back to TGIF. I hope y'all are enjoying the show. Once again, give us some thumbs up in the comments if you are enjoying our little show we put together. Uh-huh. Don't you hear people say that? How your little business doing? Little business how your little, little, little relationship going? Your uh-huh. little girlfriend? Uh-huh. That's some aggressive shade. All right, y'all. Speaking of shade, Republican congressional candidate turned pro-Trump supporter Kimberly uh, Klasik has filed a $20 million defamation lawsuit against fellow right winger who needs a perm, Candace Owens, over social media videos where Owens uh, posted in June accusing Kimberly of being a strip club madam who laundered money and used campaign funds to do so. Don't they both look so crazy? They both look <laughs> And that I, is my I, opinion. I, I literally was going to say they both look so stupid. <laughs> Kimberly's uh, ads, I don't know if y'all seen them, the, her ad when she was running, she looked so fake and plastic. She was like, it had that separate that, that, that look. Okay, now uh, due to a current lawsuit, we cannot air the video, but Classic is claiming that her, her career in right-wing media cratered after Owens posted a 44-minute Instagram video on June 22nd. <laughs> According to Clay's attorney, she has lost a book deal, been pulled from political fundraisers, lost a contract with a nationally recognized vendor, and has been presented with fewer offers for television appearances. So she's saying Candace Owens just totally destroyed her career. Uh, what are your thoughts on these Black female Trump supporters going at it? I say fight to the death. <laughs> so in this in, in this instance, I have to tell you, I, I really don't care about either of the two. But in this case, this is what upsets me the most. This is very, very serious. And she should sue her for $20 million because Candace Owen is the most disgusting female that I know alive in this particular case. Now, she has alleged money laundering 
tax fraud, campaign fraud, and illegal drug use, and in addition to being a madam. Now, you know, if you hit those four buckets, you can never serve in politics again. She went for that woman's juggler, and she wanted her gone and to never come back. And she's almost doing a good job at it. Now, let me tell you what's even worse to experience here is watching Candace Owen, that Black woman, take down another black woman. That to me is despicable. Even though we don't like either of them, she could easily, why don't you attack a white woman of some sorts? Why don't you attack Megan Kelly or somebody who's who's attacking other black women? Why are you taking another black woman down? I think it's, it's, it's just deployable and it's unexcusable. She would never do that. She only goes after black people and she always points out our flaws and what's wrong with us. And she's like, and you know what the, the sad thing is? She's really articulate and she's intelligent. So when she packages her dirty, mean ass message, it sometimes sounds believable to people. They're like, makes sense. Right. You know what I mean? I, I can't tell you how many racist white people, Trump supporters have come to me thinking that they're going to bond with me over, you know, I really like Candace Owen thinking I'm going to support her because she's a black woman. Mm-hmm. She's black on the outside. And, and, and the sad thing is she does make some points, but she, her motivation, I, I don't know if it's, she just wants white approval but I just wish she would use her powers for good. She, she's, to me, like Omarosa, another one. Super intelligent, there's nothing, brilliant. There's nothing good about her. You don't, I mean, I mean, that's below the belt. That's even, that's, that's, you are, you are stopping that woman from being able to eat. That's yeah. just, that's just disgusting. That's I, disgusting. I have, I have a question and it's for the protect black woman delegation. Like mm-hmm. as black people, are we supposed to love her? No, on the, ba- on the basis of her being black, I'm I'm confused. Right, no. like emotionally, right now, I want to rip her to shreds. Right, I, I just right. want to parade her. I just want to call her every name in the book, and so I just need to know what the rules are. And are Candace and this other girl an exception? Like, because they're they're not part of us. They're just not. And the thing they're I find not. odd, the thing that yeah. I, I find odd is you know Candace has really showed her slip. Because she wants to be the only one. You know what I'm saying? She she is the true definition of a bed witch. Because I would think that she would find some camaraderie in the fact that there was another damn coon uh, that she could go with. And at least she could say, look, Black people, I do like Black people. I have a Black friend. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm going to dinner, you know what I'm saying? But you chose to take this woman down and, and from the article, the way it read, simply because she was getting attention in the same genre, so to speak, as you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Two, two things and we got to go into the next story. It, it seems like, yeah. um, uh, to answer your question, are we supposed to, is, is it protect black women for everybody? I look at black women like that as like Steven and Django. He's black, but he wasn't really down for us anymore. At the end of the day, he will stab the most of us right. in the back. And second of all, why are all black female Republican women, why do they have so many issues getting their hair together? Like, I'm sorry. It's, it's like a... It Put the picture back up. <laughs> and that's because they think they white. They use white people clothes. They don't they want use, to use it. They use a Sassoon product. They need to use a flat iron. Candace always looked like she washed her hair every night the way white people do. Um, she just... Cut it out. No, I wash my no, hair every day. She, you remember when 
uh, Steve, I mean, uh, when Snoop Dogg called Gail King a dog, dog head bitch, a dog face bitch, that is what Candace Owens looks like in that picture. <laughs> a, a dog head, um, you know what? Well, I'm going to get us out of this before we get into more trouble because I'm sure we already are going to get some complaints. Oh, we're going to take a, a quick commercial break and we're going to talk about this one, this one piece of shit when we come back. We'll be right back more TGIF when we return. Uh, look out. I was busy getting my hair and makeup together so I don't look like Candace Owens or the other lady. So I wasn't looking at Instagram. And it works. Okay. Uh, we got to get into the story about this uh, piece of shit. Uh, sorry. Foxall, I swore, but I, it, the shoe fits. So on Wednesday, a federal appeals court upheld a death sentence for Dylan Roof. Yay! The white man convicted in the mass shooting of uh, black church members of Emmanuel African Methodist Episcopal Church in Charleston, South Carolina. The court states that the legal record can't even capture the full horror of what he did. Now, for those who don't know, Dylan, who was a known white supremacist, entered a black church and spent 45 minutes worshiping with the members before he took his gun out and started shooting. He fired approximately 74 rounds, killing nine people and leaving one member alive so she could tell the story. What are your thoughts on the court upholding his conviction and his death sentence? Um, let me tell you how, in my mind, God fixes things. So in the state of South Carolina, they had put the death penalty on hiatus. They actually put that death penalty on hiatus for 10 years. And this is the year that the hiatus has come to an end. And because the hiatus has come to an end, he is now eligible to be to be executed. And the best thing about this is in the state of South Carolina, you the death penalty is only exercised two ways. One is by a firing squad, and the second one is by an electric chair. And in this case, I'm going to tell you what he did. He went to a Bible study, and in the Bible study, he stayed the whole time until the closing, the closing of the Bible study, when everybody closed their eyes and grabbed hands and bowed their heads to do a prayer. He then pulls out a gun and kills each member of the Bible study. The only thing, and I listen, this upsets me so much because the, the investigators found that he had been plotting this for months. He Googled the church. He had times in which the service was, times when they were having Bible study. This was premeditated. I think, thank goodness, they lifted the hiatus, and I can't wait to see which form of execution they're going to have on this young man. And I don't usually... I'm usually not like this, but you don't have a right to take that many church members' um, lives like that. It's just not fair. I'm so all for the electric chair. Electric chair, barbecue cracker. What do you say, um, Q? What do you think? You know, it, it, it definitely is sad, and, 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 and I've got two schools of thought, right? So the emotional part of me and the whole, if that was my family member, I would want him dead, rotting, and burning in hell, right? So that's one thought, period, hard stop. Um, don't y'all find it though kind of primitive that in 2021 we're still putting people to death? Like, I just don't know where, granted, his crime, and I'm not defending him by any means, his crime is definitely worthy of him being put to death. But I still kind of find it primitive that we put people to death. It feels very medieval times to me, especially when you talk about firing squad. Like, I know I would hate to go to work today and they tell me my assignment is to shoot somebody in the damn head. 
it just feels a little weird to me. I think, let me tell you, let me tell you where the rub is for me, Q, when it comes to these cases. I just feel like somebody who premeditates that type of hate and takes that many lives should not have the luxury of living out the rest of their lives and get to interact with their family and their friends and act like, it, you know, after 10 years, they can say, oh, I found God and I went through therapy and I'm a different person. So now I want to do parole. And then possibly because of the color of his skin, he may then all of a sudden, if he gets the right warden, he may be able to make parole. Nope. Sorry. Nope, 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 nope. I, I feel you, Q. I feel you when it's a black man that's um, un wrongfully convicted because that happens a lot then later on we're like oh dna evidence showed that he didn't really do it you're right it is medieval in those cases but in cases like this when it's premeditated he plans it out there's witnesses and you left someone there to live and tell the story i give zero shits about him and i hope they televise it i want to watch it i i only care about the nine people who were shot he is a piece of shit he is evil he's the devil in the in in, in, in that i'm so sick of society making excuses for these little white boys. Oh, he he was poor. He didn't get a, a, a pony when he turned 16. His parents got divorced. When black people right. have to rise up and pull ourselves up by the bootstraps, F him. Mm-hmm. F him. And I hope I hope he don't die right away. I hope it takes time like a green mile. I hope it takes time like a green mile. Three rounds, four, five rounds. Okay. Are we gonna do I hope they put a I hope they put a dry sponge on his head. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Mark no, Lamont Hill. But real quick, Mark Lamont Hill tweeted, I'm an abolitionist. I believe in the uh, abolition of police and prisons and the death penalty. Please remember this when I oppose the death penalty, even for monsters like Dylan Roof. So that was his opinion. Okay, you have your opinion. Uh, we don't agree, Mark. But we agree with yeah. a lot of stuff you say, but not that. All right, y'all. I thought I was gonna talk about this uh this this, this monkey story, but we're gonna save that for for Friday's show. So we have a game that we've been trying to get to for a couple of weeks now. So uh, we're gonna play this game. Okay, here we go. Hold on, let me get to it. Let me get to it. All right. In honor. You can read it. <laughs> in honor, I'm gonna try. I found it in the script. It was way down. Okay. In honor of Flashback Friday, we are gonna play a fun game, a throwback trivia game. Oh, we only have two minutes. I'm gonna give you a question with three multiple choice options. Whoever answers it incorrectly takes a shot. Y'all ready? Okay, let's go. Okay, okay, okay. First up, how many Americans tuned in to the, watch the O.J. Simpson trial? 100 million, 95 million, 85 million? 100 million. 85 million. You're both wrong. Take a shot. 95 million. Okay. What actor starred in two of the 10 highest grossing films of the 90s? Morgan Freeman, Forrest Whitaker, Will Smith. Will Smith. Will Smith. That's right. Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Okay, how old was Tiger Woods when he won his first Masters, 21, 26, or 30? 21. Al, you agree with that? No, it was the Masters. Uh, I don't know. I'm wrong. 30. I, I don't know. You're wrong. It's 21. Okay. okay name the first black sitcom, sitcom. Good Times, Amos and Andy, Sanford and Son. Good Times. Situa- situational comedy, sitcom. No, Sanford and, uh, Sanford and Son. That was comedy. Oh, comedy. Oh. Amos and Andy. oh, I was right. I don't Which black musical artist has the highest grossing album of all time so far? Musicology Prince, Live with the Apollo James Brown, Thriller Michael Jackson. Thriller Michael Jackson. That's right. It's gross. Okay. All right. 
you know what? Oh, we don't have any time. You know what? Y'all, y'all did pretty good. Y'all did pretty good. Y'all didn't take any shots, though. Yes, I did. I took mine when I missed. I took I was two. getting eliminated anyway. <laughs> All right, you guys. Fun show. I want to thank my amazing co-host, Al Reynolds, and Funky Dineva for joining me tonight. Make sure you uh, check us out on YouTube and like it. Like this video and tell all your friends. Stay tuned for the Tammy Mac Show. Y'all have a great weekend. We'll see y'all have this back on Wednesday. Bye, y'all. Uh, 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 have a good night. <laughs>